It's time to run it back with Jasmine Halliburton on Wildcat 91.9. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Running Back here on Wildcat 91.9. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton. Y'all heard the big man. And I know it's our typical Mondays, you know, Monday fun days, but I have a very, very special guest in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all might know him as, you know, the maestro of doom, the man behind the camera, the man who always is on Instagram Live, none other than Coach Jareem Dowling. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a round of applause or safely round of applause if you're driving and listening. But everybody, please give it up for Coach Reem. How you doing there, Coach? What's up? Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure actually having you in here. Coach, is this your first time on the radio? Uh, this radio, yeah, for sure. But not the first time, though. Okay, because I know a lot of people don't know that this radio station exists. And I'm I'm, 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 I'm admit, when I got here, I didn't know that K-State had a radio station. I'm going to be real honest with you. I've been here for five years at this point. Had no idea. Then two years of grad school, I figured out that K-State had a radio station. So I knew from the first day I got on campus because uh, you was everywhere uh, doing football and all that stuff. So I started following you, and I realized that we had one on campus. I'm glad. I'm glad you started following me because you you got you to get in the mix, man. I know y'all already started with your, your whole deal, what you do on social media and everything like that, but... Man, you gon' you you trying to make K State a brand, right? So oh, no, we, we, we gotta we, we, are, we gotta we gotta be in this together, man. Yeah, I'm 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 with it. Anything that's about branding K State, I'm with it. Um, K State is a brand now. Uh, it's a household name, and uh, you know we don't gotta be blue blood. We purple blood, and that's good enough. I know that's right. I know that's right. Well, coach, this is this is a season that a lot of us, well, at least a lot of the fans, did not expect. You guys exceeded. All of our expectations, especially considering this time last year, y'all only had two players on the roster. That's it. Y'all had Ish Masood and y'all had Marquise Noel, and then that was it. Everybody else would be like, you know, we cool, we cool. Then we only had five players in, and be like, okay, we have enough for a starting five. Then what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I got to ask because this is not the first time that you've been a part of a program that's, you know, had to make a turnaround, right? So kind of what, what goes into to pretty much building a program from the ground up and then going ahead and make sure they have a better season than they did the year prior? Uh, leadership, um, leadership, which we have in uh, Coach Tang, and um, you know somebody with a plan that you can follow, somebody that you trust and understand his vision, and he shows it to you. And uh, with his leadership, you know we was always patient in what we were doing and what we were trying to bring to K State, and we was just following his leadership. You know somebody that's been in the league for 19 years and have done it year in and year out. You know building Baylor from what it is, what it was to what it is now. And uh, we just trusted him, and even though it was some lonely nights, uh, you know, uh, we trusted him and, uh, you know, followed his crazy fate because it really was crazy a lot of nights. Yeah, it definitely seemed from it here because, like, none, none of us could even dream that we would be in the Elite Eight literally year one. Literally year one with a whole bunch of transfers, a lot of guys that we've never seen before, either come from, like, maybe mid-major schools or only average, like, maybe – Two minutes a game, you know, a lot of guys that we haven't seen a whole bunch from. What did you guys see in them to be able to, hey, hey this is this is the place where you need to be? And how did you guys kind of like sell them K-State and how they just became to be the players that they are when no one really knew what they were expecting? Uh, I think all the guys, you know, kind of envisioned what Coach Tang is about and his, his philosophy and their character. And then there's a lot of guys that was counted out, you know, kind of like Coach Tang. So he was looking for the guys with the same chip on their shoulder that wanted to prove people wrong, you know, prove their families right. 
and uh, it was just a collective bunch of guys that all had similar stories that we could put into a puzzle and, you know, got the success we had this year. All right. So, obviously, if y'all have been living under a rock, which I know y'all haven't because, like I say before, you wouldn't be listening to me if y'all did. But Coach Tang recently has won the Naismith Coach of the Year Award. If it's not my, if I'm not mistaken, literally the highest award a coach could possibly get, at least in his first season. How does that just show what Coach Tang has, like, been through? Because you've known Coach Tang for a very long time, correct? Yes. Um, it just shows that he was really patient. Um, he was really faithful to God, you know, uh, the thing that he preaches and he lives every day. And uh, it was a, just a great example of a guy sticking to what he believed in, not trying to take the shortcut. And, you know, like for him to get that honor in year one, the highest honor there is, uh, it speaks volumes to how ready he was for this opportunity, how focused he was, how great of a leader he was that the whole world saw it, you know, and uh we're just happy that people get to see it, you know, nationally, but we see it every single day. All right. So, and you, you've known Coach Tang for a long time. How did you come to, like, to meet? Because y'all are both, I don't I want, want, don't want to mistake, that you're, you're from the Virgin Islands, correct? And yes. Coach Tang, I think he's from, from Trinidad, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he was born in Trinidad, and then he was raised up in St. Croix. And we met uh, after, when I got into coaching, and um you know, he wanted to be an assist, a head coach of the Virgin Islands or the Trinidad national team. And it just so happened that the Virgin Islands people reached back out to him and told him, yeah, come aboard. And I was the head coach at that time. And they told him we got this junior college assistant that's the head coach, if you're okay with it. And him being who he is, he was okay with it. And he was my assistant for like 13 summers. Wow. You know, so it's 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 remarkable who he is. Honestly, I can't. I didn't. I didn't even know about that part. Like, cause I was trying to like read up on like how what like how you met Coach Tang all the way back in the day and how y'all coached, you know, the uh, Virgin Island teams and things of that nature. Just to like, what have you like gathered from him? Because I also read in the story that was written, I think this time last year, you had just won, I think, a junior college national title, correct, or something like that. And you were talking. You were talking to Scott Fritchin. Okay, he writes for you know K State Sports okay. and like and okay. stuff like that. And you you there was this quote I thought was funny because you said you was like he was feeling like you were the upcoming of Bill Jackson. Oh, that, <laughs> or something yeah, like yeah, that. that and how I, that came into it. That's when I first started coaching. Yeah, so that was about seventeen years ago, and that's where I met Coach Thing. Okay, and you know I had instant success as a young assistant coming out of college, and I thought I was the next great thing coming. You know, and Coach Tang told me. You know, when I met him, like, if I got a job tomorrow, I wouldn't hire you. You know, I had people ahead of you. And that made me fall in love with him because he didn't give me any BS. He told me the truth. Mm -hmm. And I migrated to that, you know, and I became a magnet to him. You know, I wanted to just stick to somebody that's going to tell me the truth every day, whether I like it or not. And um, I just continued to build our relationship. It turned into a brotherhood, to a mentorship. And, like, he's a big brother to me. He married me and my wife, you know, um... He means the world to me, him and his family. So what have you kind of learned from him being like being under him in least this first year at K-State, even if this is his first year as, you know, uh, a head coach? What have you kind of like learned from him this season and what he's been able to do? <laughs> um, being honest, I'm just being blunt. Um, how to talk to my wife better, have a better <laughs> tone. Okay. When I walk in the house, take the basketball tone out of my voice and get the husband tone. I learned when I pull up to my house, finish my phone call in the driveway. That way, when I get to in the house, I can give my wife my undivided attention. 
I've learned so much off the court that basketball is easy because he's teaching you so much off the court. He's taught me how to be a great father. Um, he's taught me how to be a great husband. He, he taught me how to be a better listener. And, you know, basketball, it's, you see the results. Right. You know, and all, all, our job as assistant coaches is just to carry out his message to the players and not mess anything up behind the scenes. And you, you see the success we've gotten, and it's all because of his great leadership on and off the court. Okay, so what is something that Coach Tang has, like, can can learn from you because this this seems like a man who's really open to like hearing you know criticism or open because he like he said he this is a player led program so obviously he's going to take things from the players but from the coaching staff as well what is something that you know he can be kind of like a sponge to from all of you guys coming in as well for this is your first season at k-state right you're going to laugh but you know Telling him who Lil Baby is, you know. <laughs> I figured, I figured. I'm not gonna lie. I, I kind of knew this is where this was going. Yeah, you know what's funny? The first time he heard Lil Baby was his first album. I mean, his latest album that he put out, and we was on a team retreat. And I, I blast music when I wake up in the morning, mm -hmm. so we're all sleeping on bunk beds. And I just remember him, you know, having like a um, uh, we call it mentorship with our players, and he used one of the little baby like lines in there uh in his mentorship you know and tied it into the, to with the players cuz i think little baby t talked in one of his songs about not having his mom ever have to work again and she's going to get a car with you know sh the the doors lift up yeah so he used that in his mentorship you know and cross reference it but he still don't know what little baby looks like he still don't you know really really know and he really don't know the words he's not he's not lying he just know the guys like it, and if he if they like it, he loves it, you know? Okay, is there anything else that you guys kind of, like, try to show him or introduce him to to kind of to kind of get with it a little bit more, you know what I mean? Just something, because I know, obviously, Little Baby, that that's low down, has become a more popular song. I think it was, like, what, top 50 after that album came out, what, I want to say, like, what, two years ago? Yes, yes. So is there, is there something else that can help other people out like Little Baby and kind of get their songs a little bit up and coming again. I mean, it's crazy that this song, I think it made it all the way to the top 15 in the country. Whew. And, you know, it's it's starting to come back again because football teams are using it now. Yeah. You know, and it, it's pretty cool. But we just try to help him with his swag, with how you dress. You know, he, he's a good dresser. Okay? Yeah. But, you know, we just like, hey, coach, that shoes don't go with that, you know. Just to keep him hip. Okay, because that's that's about to be my next question too. I I know you all you always with the like with the chains, man. I I we you try to hide it underneath the shirt during games, but we see it because uh -huh. like because it's popping. You know what I yeah. mean? Have you been able to kind of help help him out with the chains too? No, just that like, get some sort of bling going. You know what I no, mean? No, he got to keep it simple. I'm, okay, yeah, I respect he, it. He he's the gospel singer on the on the staff. I'm the rapper slash art um, reggae guy. Yeah, yeah. So I got the chains. It's part of my heritage where people wear chains to express themselves. I've had a chain since I got out the womb, and <laughs> I'm not taking them off, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that because I because I always see the chains. I, I'm, I'm a person who loves chains, like, as well. I just never had enough money to afford to, <laughs> to show people how much I love chains, you know what I mean? But just to give that... That, that building block, like you're saying, what you can help uh, Coach Tang with showing, introducing him to little baby, introducing him to try to up his game, up his swag mm -hmm. a little bit, so to speak. And I guess it's a good give and take because, you know, he teaches you how to get off the phone in the driveway. Yes. <laughs> that and third. You're just trying to just um, give where you can get for the most part and trying to, like, keep it leveled and keep it. And that, I think that's really cool. I, I really, really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's, he's the best. 
And I, I honestly, I can't, I cannot imagine. There's a lot more stuff that we're going to get to, ladies and gentlemen, after this quick break. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Once again, the maestro of doom is in the building. We will be right back. Just wait two minutes. This is Run It Back here on Wildcat 91.9. You belong. Guys, I thought this song was very much fitting considering what it's like outside in Manhattan, Kansas right now. Y'all don't know. It's smoky. It's, you can't really see a whole lot in front of you, and all you do is smell fire. But, you know, it's crop burning season, which I'm going to assume that's the reason why everything smells like fire. Positivity, you know what I mean? But, anywho, welcome back to Run It Back here on Wildcat 91.9. If y'all missed the first half of the show, fret not, because I am with none other than the maestro of doom, Coach Jareem Dowling. He is in the building, along with his beautiful daughter, Leela, as well. Yes, she's in here as well, and y'all going to hear her voice sooner or later guys she she she's a little nervous over here sitting at mic too but yeah she, she's gonna start her radio debut today today okay no pressure though no pressure though ain't gonna be nothing but a thing okay but guys if, like i said if y'all missed we just talked a little bit about none other than the legend himself or becoming legend coach tang already the naismith coach of the year and then also a little a little tidbit marquise noel bob Cousy award the best point guard in the country Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's what that means, man. Can you can you can y'all think about it? This this kid, Harlem, New York, came from Little Rock, the school before us, came to K State, his second year here, all the way dropping dimes like we all we all thought he could, but this is a this is a man who took it from a different level. Okay. Five eight, the man wins. Point guard of the year, essentially, with the Bob Cousy Award. Now, coach, you see you see things that we don't, obviously, right? What what have you seen from Marquise Noel? And let's not showcase for 40 minutes, you know, every other day that just makes him earn this award. Uh, he's the most passionate, hardworking player I've ever coached in 18 years. Wow. I, I don't blink an eye saying that. Um, I've seen some really, really hardworking dudes, and I thought dudes worked really hard, but um, I've never seen nothing like him. That kid is possessed uh, to be who he wants to be, and he is going to be who he wants to be. Whatever he wants to be in life, he will accomplish it. I could only imagine. And how do you think that played into his leadership skills? Because he had to take a, at least from outside looking in, outside looking in, a huge jump in the leadership role because it was just him and Ish, and then he had to, you know, do something, try to, try to you know, sell K-State to some of the guys you were bringing in. So how did that kind of, like, it just shows, like, obviously this is the type of dude he is and the leader that he is, and that this award just makes even more sense for him. I think, you know, um, it's not surprising that uh, Coach Tang got the best um, award that he could possibly get as a head coach, and it's not surprising that Keith got the best award that he could possibly get as a point guard. And all that tells you is that those two sharpened each other and made each other the greatest they could be in each other's role. And uh, Coach Tang challenged Marquise every day in practice, and Marquise challenged Coach Tang every day in practice the right way. You know, and, you know, that's where you got an Elite Eight team, you know, when those guys are on the same level and competing and want to go towards the common goal. And it's it's just a credit to Marquise and his faith and his belief in himself and his belief in the people around him. Mm. And honestly, that kind of reminds me of the question I want to – because you talked about how they both challenge each other, uh, Marquise and Coach Tang. There's still a lot of discussion about what happened – in the Elite Eight, or like, you know, or with that with that one play, the Sweet 16 it was. Yeah, Sweet 16 against Michigan State. 
where he was coming up the floor. Obviously, a tense moment in the dang game. Okay, final minutes, under a minute. He went down the floor, already said, watch this, to IT. You know what I mean? Already we starting off hot. You know what I mean? Then all of a sudden, he's past half court. He looks like he's arguing with Coach Tang. Then all of a sudden, just like a half no-look lob to Keontae at just an unbelievable point in the game that literally I don't think a single person other than at least three people <laughs> knew what was going on. Can, can you tell me, because, you know, unfortunately K-State's run is over, can you tell me, was that planned or was that or was that just on the fly? It Was that argument really real or should this man get an Oscar as well? Um, It looked like practice to me mm. when they're challenging each other in practice. And then what the two of those two do, Sometimes the rest of us are not privileged to it. So only those two can answer that question. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I, I really thought I had some. I really thought I had some there. <laughs> I guess, okay, fine. I guess we just all have to accept that it will be left up to mystery and all of our own imaginations. You can decide whether that was planned or whether it was not. We don't know. We... As individuals may never know. It's apparently like not even you can tell us. Be like, I don't like. It's just between them. Yeah, when when just between them. When they're having their discussions in practice or in the game, that you just stay out of that one. Man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, a part of me was prepared for this. A, a part of me was truly prepared to not get the answer that we all wanted as far as who did what and what did why. You know what I mean? But anywho, that's okay. That's okay. Still having that um, that run to the Elite Eight, and obviously now the goal is to get back there and to do even better. And you guys, there's still there's still some I guess things to do as far as the transfer portal goes. And I know you can't deep dive specifics, but what are you guys looking for in the transfer? Like, what type of players are you you know wanting to bring in for next season to make sure y'all go at least a step further? The highest character player that we can find. Um, along with the hardest working player that we can find, along with the most talented player we can find. Okay. And and whatever their faith is, um, you know, make sure that they're strong in their faith. But that that's what we're looking for. Those key components. Um, it's very very important. And because K State, Kansas freaking State is like Gucci, Fendi. Dior now, like people are calling us, so we'll, we're going to have a higher echelon um, of players wanting to come to Kansas State because they know what our fan base is about, they know what our student body is about, and everybody want to be a part of the movement. See, I'm glad you discussed about you know K State being the Dior, the you know the Louis V, and you know the Fendi and everything, or at least what we're becoming. Because I've I had I had to like Instagram stalk you, but you've been on like you've met Wale, you've met Drew Brees, Maria Taylor, someone I look up to, you know, uh, Rev uh, Rev Run from Rum DMC, of course, Ozzy Tag and Lil Baby. We've discussed that, and I saw you went to a, what is it 2K23 party. All in this, you met all these people, went to all these events in your K State gear. Of course. And this is something that I'm, I have never seen before. Like the most, at least, celebrity acknowledgement I've ever seen was Eric Stone Street, you know, the actor from Modern Family, only because he went here. Mm-hmm. And that was literally it. So, how have you been able to kind of like elevate this brand and kind of spread it through people that I never thought would even give Kansas State attention? Just connections with people that I know, um, you know. Somebody that knows somebody, you know, because everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. Um, 
uh, credit to Marquise and his brother, you know, for, for the rappers that came in New York. Um, we had Cameron. We mm-hmm. had Mace. Um, you know, both of those guys respectively are from um, Harlem, like Marquise and Ish and Quan is. And, uh, you know, they connected with me because the players, um, you know, would focus on the game and we just built an instant relationship there and it just spread like that, you know. And my college teammate, uh, his first cousins were Wale, so I've always been a fan. And, you know, I've been to so many concerts now that he actually know who I am. Hey. And, like, we're cool, you know, we're cordial, you know. Okay. So, um, but anytime I can wear K-State, like, and brand it anywhere, I'm going to do it. Like, why would you not want to rock the best colors in the world? Purple. My dad has a purple house in the Virgin Islands. Like, purple is, like, royalty. So we're going to move through every avenue, every street, every block, every office space. We rock in K-State. We, you know, it's, it's, it's for real. We're not going nowhere. I tell you, that is such that is such a beautiful thing to hear, man. It really is because, like like I said, only Eric Stone Street is the only famous person I've ever seen to like kind of acknowledge us. There was like some picture from like the '90s with Will Ferrell with a K State sweatshirt on, and then one time I think Plies added K State football because I think uh, R- he knows R J Garcia, and that was a weird surprise. I was like, Plies, what what the hell are you doing here? You know what I mean? Because no one talks about us. But who but God, who else is on this list? So maybe like you know to. Get them to know who K State is and what they all about. Who who who's next? Who's this offseason? Who you gonna talk to? Man, look, if it would have been problems if we went to Houston, mm. who Ooh. all was coming. Like it, it, like one of the greatest fighters of all time was gonna be there. He's probably the same height as Marquise. Got the same heart as Marquise. I mean, Cameron was coming back. Um, like it was, it was, it was gonna be really, really crazy in Houston, you know. Um, but it, it's, it's gonna, this is gonna be an ongoing thing. This is not a once in a lifetime thing. Uh, K State is a brand that the rappers, you know, the country singers, because Coach Tang loves country. Um, Fun surprise, yeah, okay. The um, gospel singers, they all will be representing K State here very shortly. I, I'm sorry, I just, I just can't fathom. Like I'm. I mean, because obviously K-State, usually the underdogs, like I said, a team that's never really discussed, not just in, like, basketball, but, you know, football as well. And don't even get me started on, like, you know, the smaller sports that we have here. No no one discusses us. Even when we're doing well, no, no one gives a damn, <laughs> you know what I mean, about what K-State does or even where Kansas is. Like, I, like every time I go somewhere – and I tell people that I go to I go to Kansas State. They always think, oh, the the Jayhawks, right? You're the Jayhawks, and I politely say, ill no. Yeah. You know that because I as much as I hate to say it, yes. The, Don't worry. Uh, the, the other street, the other school down the street, them chickens across the way, they have a brand. <laughs> <laughs> they they do have a brand. I acknowledge that. Okay, I can take my purple glasses off and I can acknowledge that. But just to see it kind of build and just see it grow with my own two eyes it's just so magnificent like just just amazing to see because I think a lot of people are, are on the same track because I then this is only my seventh year here a lot of people have been to Manhattan their entire lives been K-State fans their entire lives I've been a K-State fan for seven years mm-hmm. that that's it and just in just and I already knew that we are like we were the little guy here no one no one pays attention so just the fact that already 
that just this one specific team is getting this kind of attention because that's going to build towards football as well. That's going to build towards our women's basketball team because they they're going to be something else next year. Absolutely. I, I, I told I've told y'all this over the air. Like yeah, they 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 going they going to be up to something. You know what I mean? Like if LSU can all, you know do a little turnaround and be where they at. I'm just saying. We beat Iowa too, LSU. We can give you a run for your money if yes. y'all if y'all want to meet up next season. But that's just that's just me talking. Okay, we might we might get to that a little bit later as far as that goes. But that's just something great to see. And coach talked a little bit before you. You were an assistant coach at University of North Texas. They just you know won the NIT there. So congratulations to them. Absolutely. But also your your former head coach Grant McCaslin. He's just been named the head coach for Texas Tech. Yes. So, what do you have you thought about? Like, what's that going to be like when you know face up against them for the for the first time with a uh, purple on one side and red and black on the other? It's going to be another game. Uh, he knows I love him. Outside of that forty minutes, outside of that forty minutes in that game, he knows the war and um, he he knows my heart. Uh, but we got a job to do for forty minutes. You know, two and a half hours, however long it takes, but. Uh, it's going to be competitive, and it's going to be great coaches over on that side, and it's going to be great coaching over on the K-State side. Of course. See, that's a great answer. Because I was thinking to be like, you know, I'd be like, because me, I'm a, I'm a very competitive person. I'd be like, I'd go against my friends be like, I love you, but I'm trying to destroy you every chance that I get when when the time comes. As you should, <laughs> as you should. Every, when the time comes, that's just, that's just where my mentality is at, and there's nothing I can do to fix that. Uh, but still – you know he's he's coming into the Big Twelve, and this is your first season, like, like full deep dive into the Big Twelve. Your immediate thoughts as what the heck this conference was this past season, man? It was an out of body experience every game, mm. um, especially at home because our fan base. I've never seen nothing like that. Uh, I've only witnessed stuff like that, like watching an NFL game. You know, um, seeing the fans be into it. Like, it's just an out-of-body experience that when the game is over, I don't go to sleep for another three or four hours because you're just so high off of the energy that you get in Bram. And then when you go in these other arenas and people trying to knock your head off, you know? Yeah. Okay, because you, cause you guys, the main reason that Coach Tang wanted to, you know, come to K-State is because of the fans, because of the student section and how passionate they are. Was it kind of like everything you thought it would be, kind of like how he sold it and to the not only just to remind K-State fans like what used to be Brandless Coliseum, but also that very first Big 12 game, that first game. I know West Virginia, I think, was during break, so I wasn't at the game, so I don't know how full it was, but I know I was there for every single Big 12 game after that. Was this tell, – tell me about the fans and the experience and just how much that went into this team's success. Uh, it had everything to do with our success. Uh, we're, we're not – 15 or 16 and one at home uh, if it wasn't for our fans showing up. They gave us the extra energy, the extra push, the extra motivation to run faster, jump higher, defend better, coach better. Like when people driving from two, three hours away to come see you play, you want to give them your all, you know. Um, You don't know if it's going to be somebody's first game or last game they ever see you play. So you want to give them your all. And this fan base – they deserve everything possible, positive that we can put on that floor for you know. Like I, I see your enthusiasm behind the mic right now. Like that passion is the reason we leave the office late at night because we see all the work and the pe- the the happiness that this university brings each individual, and we want to keep it that way. 
And honestly, we are we are so glad that because the past three years, you guys haven't, you know, I guess witnessed it. I know Coach Tang has because he's been on the other end of the bench, you know, with Baylor. Mm-hmm. But the past three years, this is this is no knock on the former players, on the former coaches. I'm not about that. Other people might be, but I am not. But the energy, the atmosphere, not only like in the building, but in Manhattan as a whole, it was down, man. It was people just didn't want to go. I the only people that were really there all the time was the band, Cat Band. You know, yeah. they're they, they going to be there with your highest highs and your lowest lows. That's for sure. So shout out to all my band people. But it was it was not great. This fan base was pretty much split. It was it was a lot of negativity, Coach. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of negativity. But then Coach Tang came in. He had that very first press conference to say he did not come to rebuild. He's come to elevate. And it's not going to take long and by God, does this man deliver? <laughs> By the way, by God, does this man deliver? Because hey, when he said it's not gonna take long, I was like, oh crap! <laughs> like, but that's that's Coach Tang, though, man. He, if he can't do his best from day one, he he don't want to do it. He don't do anything mediocre. It's it's gonna be his best, a hundred percent at all times, you know. And that's that's who he is, and that's what he's about. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. Well. We have another break, but do not worry. We will be right back here on Running Back on Wildcat 91.9. You belong. Just give us two minutes, all right? Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Welcome back to Running Back on Wildcat 91.9. I am Leia Dowling. Yeah! <laughs> See, there we go. Everybody, that was Coach Reed's daughter making her first radio debut right here on Wildcat 919. Y'all heard it here first. She's going to take my job, y'all. She's she going to take my job, and I'm okay with that, okay? I'm okay with that because we look alike, and this is what we need behind the mic. You feel me? <laughs> yes, that's what we talking about, guys. Well, still, I know CES high fives all around here. Give, give me, give me some, give me some, give me some. Come on, stretch it over. Yes, ma'am. See that? See that's what we all about here. That's what we all. This when we meet family here at K State. We meet family. We meet. I just met you 43 minutes ago. We already. You already ready for this. You you are already ready for this. Okay. But I know if y'all miss the first couple minutes of the show, don't worry because. I do post these on Spotify and Apple Music, wherever y'all get y'all's podcasts on Run It Back with Jasmine Halliburton. Look me up. Y'all hear me. Y'all miss half the show? Like I said, just say, Google me. I don't know. I can't say Google me. I ain't got it like that just yet. But I'll let y'all know where to find me, okay? Well, we discussed all things K-State basketball with Coach Jareem Dowling, the maestro of doom himself already in the building, okay? We talked about... This man actively building the brand that is Kansas State University, K-State basketball, and all the things that they have to offer, okay? And he starting big. We talking about Drew Brees. We talking about Lil Baby. We talking about Wale. All the country stars coming up next. All the gospel singers. Well, I expect Yolanda Adams at a game next season, my man. I like it. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Anything is possible at Kansas State. Thank Anything. You. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> that right there is what I'm talking about because – Look, if, if Yolanda Adams is coming to Manhattan, I know my mom, she's like probably getting a parachute and jumping out of the plane to get to <laughs> Bramlage Coliseum, okay? Just to, just to cross paths with this lady at a K-State basketball game, okay? If it's going to happen, then shoot, go ahead and make it happen in. So, 
we discuss a lot of K-State men's basketball, but we got to get to the ladies, okay? Coach, I know hopefully you've been you know, paying attention to a lot. of. I know this is not the season that, you know, our K-State women's team wanted. Of course, Ayoka Lee, she got injured during the offseason. She was a huge part of our offense, but our women's team showed a lot of potential already. They started the season off hot, beating Iowa, who just played LSU in the national championship game. They were number four in the country at that time, and they beat them. They had highest highs. They also beat Iowa State as well. They beat a Baylor team, but it just didn't end the way they wanted to. But next season, next season, though, next season is when things are going to get on and popping because Aoka Lee is coming back. Gabby Gregory is also coming back as well. And let's, let's not forget our six one, our six-foot-one guard in Serena Sundell, just a cis magnet. Who She's probably one of the tallest guards in the Big 12 and out the country as well. And then you have the defensive juggernauts in the Glint Twins, okay? There's a lot of things looking forward to next season. But, Coach, what are what are your excitement or thoughts about next season for our K-State women's basketball team? Because we got to build their brand up too. I think they're really good. Um, and I credit them for our success, some of our success. Uh, because remember, they started off the year being ranked, mm-hmm. and that was a motivation factor for our players. You know, they saw the success they had early, um, and knocking off Iowa, beating Caitlin here at home. I was oh, yeah. at that game front row, uh, and you're you're right. If LSU can do it, and we did it first, um, I think we was one of their first um, loss of the season. Yes, at that point, and uh, great coaching staff, high energy, very very uh, deep team. And, you know, when they get back, uh, Yoki, it's over. Oh, it's you know, over. It, it's, it's over. over. Um, I, I definitely will be at a lot of games, and hopefully I can have my daughter show up to some games and get to see those great players. Oh, yes, please. Because I know we talked about it, and every time I brought up LSU, you got excited. <laughs> okay? Talking about – She's from Baltimore, so she's a big a- Angel, Angel Reese. Reese yes. Yes. Thank- yes. I'm sorry. Snaps. Snaps for all, because <laughs> if we ha- if we had the time, I was going to ask you, because – Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch the game because I had to work the baseball game that was that Sunday as well. But I caught the last I caught the last minute mm. of the game coming back. And Jesus, LSU, they scored what 102 points. That's the most points scored ever in a national championship game. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Wow. I, I did not I did not know. I think the previous number was I want to say 92. Mm. Um, from what team? I don't recall, but I just know it's a it's a, already a record broken. But people getting clutching their pearls about Angel Reese, you know, being quote unquote classless. Or, oh my goodness gracious, Lord have mercy. You okay? <laughs> the ghetto. Yeah, I'm okay, good. Okay. Right. I'm good. Y'all, the ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the mic just fell into my hands. But lucky for y'all, I got it like that. I yes. got the best hands at the station, okay? You feel me? <laughs> it did not touch the floor. But anywho, okay, Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, obviously Caitlin Clark, a dog. Okay, first and foremost, I am such a Caitlin Clark fan because she's incredible. The fact that I was able to see her live, the best player that I've seen live since I watched Brittany Griner at Baylor not too long, like I want to say, I think my freshman year of high school, but still watching her do what she does, first of all, incredible. Then Angel Reese, the incredible player that she is, she has, I think, what, 34 double-doubles this season. Yes. Which I want to say that is a record in itself. I don't know if it's a national record or an SEC record. Either way, not a lot of people has done it, if anyone has done it, right? Yep. So people are having a lot of flack about, you know, Angel Reese doing the you can't see me uh, and pointing to her, you know, ring finger about to get this ring towards Caitlin Clark and people getting up in, up in the air, be like, oh, no, that's classless, blah, yada, 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 clutching their pearls. What, what, what is your thoughts on I how think, this? I think it's great um, for women's sports. 
Um, I think it's uh, it's brought a lot of attention um, to both women's sports, you know, as far as just the intensity and what they play and how they feel. And I think it's good, you know, because people are talking about it. You know, they're talking about women's sport. Whether you agree or disagree, I think it's it's really good for women's sports. And I like the competitive fire, and I hope my daughter has that competitive fire of both those great players. Absolutely. And she already, she already wants to say something. See, I told you, once she starts getting behind this mic, she's going to want to say some more. So what, what do you want to say about, you know, LSU, Angel Reese, and the, the national champions, LSU Tigers? Um, I want to give a shout-out to Flaugier hey. Johnson. Um, she played her best yesterday, and so did Angel, and that's all I want to say. <laughs> See, there you go. See, I told y'all. I told y'all. You're on Kansas State Radio. You can't be doing that. This no, it's is okay. Kansas no, State. I, I understand. It's okay. We 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 get we show love to women's sports. Okay, all right, that's, cool. That's what all that's right. what we do here. Okay, <laughs> that's what we gonna do, and that we gonna do that until the end of time. You feel me? But I I told you. I told y'all. Once she got behind that mic, yes. one time. Yes. One time. You did it. It's, it's just going to be a current. Like I said, she's going to be like, Daddy, can I get another microphone? Can I get some headsets? And you're just going to have to buy into it. I got you. you I got you. You don't have to buy into it. Yep. I'm just saying, like, she's going to take my job. <laughs> 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 like, you lucky I ain't having you sit behind these, this, this desk right here pressing all these red, bright red buttons. <laughs> but I wouldn't let you do that because even I'm still scared of this. I ain't, I ain't even going to lie to you. <laughs> I ain't even going to lie to you one bit. But, Coach, I'm glad that you think this is great for women's sports, women's basketball, because – I know Angel Angel Reese had an, an amazing thing to say after the game because people have been unfortunately dogging her all season long about how she acts too ghetto, acts this, acts that, and whatever. And I don't – well, yeah, there's they're saying the quiet part out loud. Uh, how about I say that? Some are saying the quiet part out loud of how she acts. But what she said – and I wasn't able to get the clip for you guys, but I'll post it on my Instagram – at, at Jasmine3H, that is with a Z and an S, if y'all want to see it, but what she said, how she's going to be her. They, she even tweeted how she's from Baltimore, where you play outside and where you talk trash. Yes. She's going to be who she is. And your thoughts just about what the whole ordeal for her this season has been for it to end in a national championship. Um, Credit to her, man, just being herself. Um, And that's I'm, – I'm pretty sure there's people – in, in the profession that don't like how I operate, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it. As long as Kansas State loves it, you know, that's all that matters. And for her, as long as LSU loves it, that's all that matters. You know, it, be yourself, and if your fan base and the people you work with and around with every day support you, who cares what anybody else says, you know? And I, I credit her for uh, being who she is and unapologetically her, you know? And that's right. I'm the same way in, in my line of work, so... Respect to her. Absolutely. And I'm a, I'm a very competitive person. I'm just – all that competitiveness is just not put in the body of an athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. But whatever – all the things that I do that requires a winner and a loser, I'm going to talk my stuff, man. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If it's like throwing some darts, if it's at a pool table, if it's just like a – shoot, a game of Uno. Okay? Yes. <laughs> don't even get me started on a game of Uno, Coach, because – I don't want to call myself aggressive, but I get into it. You know wow. what I mean? I, I get into it. And that's just that's just who I am. Sometimes I got to take myself back and be like, calm down, girl. This is literally Uno. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. This is literally Uno. But to see people having issues with it, I feel like they've just never played any competitive sport in their life. And if they have, they just, I don't know. It, it, I don't it's, know. It's no different than, you know, being at work at an office and – you're competing against another company to land a client, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to get dicey, you know, yeah. and 
it just it just is what it is, you know. I can't I can't speak on something that I don't play or I don't coach or I'm not a professional in. And that's the great thing about sports. You allow people to feel a lot of different emotions and it it, it sells. You're right. You're you're absolutely right, but it's just like I would not be doing my due diligence if I did not bring this up, you know Uh-oh. what I mean? Because, yeah, you're right. Like, cause, because this is this is obviously this is a sports talk show. I'm a talk sports, okay? <laughs> I, I am a woman who loves sports, and I love women's basketball. Obviously, how am I not going to talk about the national championship game, even though, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to watch because I was over somewhere else making that shmoney. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was somewhere else kind of trying to get some bread, you know what I mean? I got bills to pay. But because I pay attention to it and the people having issues with it, obviously I have not seen LSU basketball the entire season or even watch Caitlin Clark the entire season because Caitlin Clark, she talks to stuff too, okay? Yes, yes. The, and people, like, I know they have a bigger magnifying glass when the tournament time comes and they're, I, I don't I, yeah, I'm going to say shocking win over South Carolina. I, my bracket was 98% perfect up into the final four until Iowa beat South Carolina. But Caitlin Clark, she was, you know, waving an old girl off at the three-point line saying she's not going to shoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, but you know what? That 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 didn't piss me off because no, like no, no. That, that's she she's daring her to yeah. shoot it, you know? And credit to her for knowing the scout report. Exactly. Yeah. I was I was even watching. I was like, dang, they really ain't got yeah. South, like South Carolina really ain't got shooters like that. This is yeah. like the 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 sloppiest I ever seen South Carolina play at that point. And then obviously Caitlin Clark just playing like a woman possessed. Yeah. Obviously, like we've seen her do the entire tournament, which just just insane like this is not this is not like a a Caitlin Clark hate radio show exactly. this ain't at all if I can if I could take a picture with this woman I totally would okay well, she's, she's, like, she's, she's a bad. baller yeah she's she, really good she is a baller and just one of the many ballers that is coming back next year not only Caitlin Clark Angel Reese as well is Caitlin coming back yeah, she's a junior. They they are they are not league eligible until their senior year. So she has four years of college. Oh boy. Yes, I know that sucks. Ooh. That that sucks. She cannot she cannot get drafted until after her senior year. Same thing we know Paige Beckert and obviously why Aaliyah Boston or an Aaliyah Edwards they had to I'm calling them right now. Caitlin Clark will have ten games over forty points next year. Just ten? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, like just ten. Because you gotta remember, she's, she's getting double team every night. I know, but she's still gonna pull up from the parking lot. I know, but she she's gonna have ten games over forty next year, easy. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna one up and say eleven because I'll take it. I, I got it because we already seen it, man. We've yeah. already seen it. It's just her coming back, and then of course Angel Reese coming back. You have um, Haley Van Luth coming back. You have. Paige Buckets Beckerts, okay, she's coming back from her injury for UConn. Honestly, I'm not a fan of UConn, okay? When they won all those championships with Brianna Stewart, I was I'm a Notre Dame fan, so wow. they may be upset, but I do, but I do like Paige Beckerts, okay? Yeah, she's a bucket. An, abs- an absolute bucket. Yeah. And just to see her, she's gonna come back from injury as well. And then obviously we, we discussed Yoki's coming back as well. It's over. It's- I can't I, I'm gonna have her work out our post players so she could teach them how to be efficient. Yeah, cause she is. Man. You drop sixty in a game. Stop you, it. You like that? Stop it. Yeah. And what and what's crazy is, and I hope I'm quoting her correctly. Like she said, after her surgery, her knees never like felt better. Wow. She like she was like in a lot of pain for a lot of her time here at K State. I'm like, so you telling me that you dropped sixty one points on a bad knee? On a bad knee. Doctor McAtee must have did her surgery. I have no idea who okay. he is, but if he's like that, then yeah, he he must have done a surgery. Okay, snaps because <laughs> oh my goodness, because you telling me like, because this is a Yoko Lee like limited, okay, limited already a walking double double. Let's let's get that straight, okay. 
very well could probably break Angel Reese's record for 34 in a season, even I though agree. she's still going to be – Angel Reese's only 20. She's still going to be back, so she yeah. might even try to break her own record. You feel me? But just the, just the fact – I don't know how this would happen, but if these two teams can just get scheduling – if they can just get scheduled, I don't know who needs to, who needs to talk to who and about what. Oh, hold on. So you you trying to get K State for LSU? Yes. I okay. Want, I I, want that. I know somebody at LSU. So can they do I, that? Because I know these things are planned like years in advance. Yeah. Can can we do it? It could be off site. I don't I don't care. Get and go to 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 Baton Rouge. I'll wherever I'm at. I'm now gonna try I want to come. I want them, I want them to come to Bram so we could pack Bram for our girls. That'd be cool because they because the one year uh, K State played UConn mm-hmm. and it was the, it was the. The most people I think I've ever seen for a women's game when they played UConn. I want to say this was my, I want to say my freshman year, my freshman year here at K State. I was with the band, and it was absolutely insane. And they had it. They had us in that first quarter. I ain't gonna lie. They had us in that first quarter. But we was, we was, you know, punch, punch for punch from that point on. If it wasn't for that first quarter, cause it, they would have been up to something. It would have been a whole thing like it was K State with Iowa. You feel me? I'm, I'm a challenge our fan base to sell out. Yes. A lot of women's games next year. Please, because yes. look, conference championship is the floor. Yeah. That's that's my opinion. The 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 floor, the floor is conference championship. Yeah. That's what I think because you put a lot they, of pressure on the coaching staff. It's not easy. I know, I'm, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. I know you're a coach. This is yeah. this is just me being a selfish fan. Okay. That that's all. This just just me being a selfish fan. And I just I because I because I I covered a lot of their team, a lot of their games. I've seen that. I've I've seen them. I've seen you know. Uh, Jalen Glenn, who should have been def- like on the Big 12 All-Defensive team leading the Big 12 in steals, but she was left Man, off you're making that. me want to rap right now. Hey, this is yo, a song right here. Yo, if you got you know, 50 seconds, if you want to spill a little verse. Yo, my name is Reem, and I work for Coach Tang, and it's a dream come true. Ooh. Hey, we rock in Kansas freaking state. Hey. Yeah, and we out here all the time. Yeah, I'm with my daughter and she looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but it's okay because I'm working at Kansas freaking State. Hey! And Coach Tang is the coach of the year. And we got the point guard of the year. And we at the University of the Year, Kansas freaking State. Can I get a clap? <laughs> hey, that's what we're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a maestro of doom, dropping some verse, dropping some knowledge on y'all behind, okay? But it's already 10 seconds left. Please catch us next time on Run It Back here on Wildcat 919. You belong.